Well, bonds are back with a bit more interest in the 20-year Treasury issuance that's happened this morning. That switch yields around a bit today, but otherwise another day of falling US dollar and rising equities. Another good day for the Aussie dollar as well, helped a little bit by positivity out of China. And today, Michelle Bullock talking on a panel. If she doesn't say much today, she can have another crack at it tomorrow. And FOMC minutes out early tomorrow as well. So there's a bit going on. Not a great deal, just a bit, but it's enough to keep us going. It's Tuesday, the 21st of November, 2023. It's the morning call from NAB. Good morning. So a half percent fall in the US dollar this morning and a 0.7% rise in the Aussie dollar up to 65.6 US cents. The pound is up 0.4%, the euro up 0.3%. Small moves in bond yields. Ten-year treasuries were up two basis points, now down two basis points. Why? Well, I just said, weren't you listening? Uh, We'll come to all of that in just a second. Uh, Ten-year gilts and German bunds are up two. Aussie ten-years finished yesterday at 4.5%, only one basis point higher than that now on futures. And equities. Pushing higher, 1.1% added to the Nasdaq at close, 0.8% for the S&P and 0.6% for the Dow. In Europe, no movement on the Eurostox 50. The DAX and the FTSE 100 both marginally down. The CAC current up 0.2%. And oil is up again, although a little down from the highs in this session, but still another two and a quarter percent added to WGI and 1.9% up for Brent, which is now over 82.10 a barrel. So a 20-year bond auction this morning. It's just happened, just before the podcast. That's turned bond yields round, albeit just a, a four-basis-point move for 10 years. Rodrigo Cotrill joins me from NAB in Sydney to talk about that. So $16 billion worth of bonds, pretty strong demand, and that's why we've seen bond yields dropping a bit this morning. So does that surprise you? Uh, yeah, morning, Phil. Uh, well, there's, there's been a lot of attention around the increasing supply uh, of U.S. treasuries and, and the appetite, particularly at the long end, for the market to absorb uh, the, this new um, issuance, and also bearing in mind as well that we've had, uh, you know, bond yields decline quite significantly. So, so there was a bit of a question mark as to whether, particularly this week, which is a bit of a shorter, it is a shorter week because of the um, Thanksgiving the holidays yeah. in the US. Yeah, yeah, the Thanksgiving. So the the market is going to be, if you like, flooded with with new issuance before. Yeah, because we've got another fifteen billion of ten years tomorrow to come. Yeah, as well. That's right. We, this time? Um, yeah. So it's been a, a good start to the week, if you like, in that sense, because uh, the twenty year auction, which is also not as popular uh, as the other auctions, um, is actually you know drew a decent demand and um, and it's sort of allay concerns that. Maybe, you know, even at these sort of levels, um, there, there's decent appetite for, for uh, U.S. treasuries. Yeah, well, who'd have thought it? Well, you know, we'll see, of course, because, you know, it might be a completely different story tomorrow, right? mightn't it? We'll, we'll see. <laughs> That's right. But, I mean, the, I, I thought, you know, before that, you know, the fact that we've seen this continued fall in the U.S. dollar, you might have thought, well, this is people looking elsewhere, you know, in the search for yields. Maybe they're looking towards Europe uh, because, you know, it looks like maybe they will go with more rate hikes. Well, certainly Pierre Wunsch, from the Belgium National Bank or the Banque Nationale de Belgique, uh, he warned that, you know, if everyone thinks the ECB is going to cut, then they're going to have a less restrictive monetary policy. So that means that they would then have to lift rates because everyone thinks they're going to cut rates. So so there we are. There's a quandary. Yeah. No, so he was kind of pondering about, you know, the situation in, in, in Europe and uh, and similar to what some of the Fed speakers have been saying recently, is that the the, the ease in financial conditions, um, you know, is kind of 
providing a, a more a better backdrop and, and therefore maybe the the tighter policy is not 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 being as effective um in a scenario where you're still you know in the middle of a battle if you like uh, of trying to bring inflation down so um so he was just sort of suggesting that if you see a continuation of ease in financial conditions then uh, the idea of rate cuts uh, will effectively be have to be pushed out further in time as well um yeah, but for now, for now, the the, the sounding pretty relaxed, and, and as Gavin has been telling us, you know, the the decline in in inflation in in Europe has been quite significant. We we we're going to see a bit of an up and down or down and up sort of scenario over the next couple of months because of um, the impact from energy prices. Uh, but overall, the trend is lower, and it does suggest that uh, you know inflation should be significantly lower in 2024, which is, you know, good news for the ECB. Well, we've got uh, Lagarde from the ECB and Schnabel and uh, Centino as well speaking today as well. I'm not sure we're going to get too much out of Christine Lagarde though. She's talking at an event organised by the German Finance Ministry with a talk on inflation kills democracy, which is marking the 100th anniversary of the currency reform in Germany in 1923, which of course is when they were trying to counter inflation so they basically introduced a new currency and limited supply yeah. uh, so that uh, you know so that the currency gained values to try and beat uh, inflation but look where that got us uh, the, the, the unrest that <laughs> followed uh, now later on today uh, Michelle Bullock is going to be talking uh, before we do that just uh, let's have a look at the US dollar it's fallen against the Chinese offshore yuan 7.16 this is the highest for the CNH since September so there's obviously a bit of positivity so I mean we had that very positive meeting between Xi and Biden last week of course didn't we so could this be a, a, a turning point for the uh, for the Chinese currency um, yeah so I think well in general we've seen um, you know the dollar weaker across the board and, and as you say much of the movers actually come through during our you know uh, APAC session yesterday um, and and the, the strengthening of the CNY and CNH certainly played a big part on that. Um, my sense is that this is more to do with the, the new initiatives that the government has put in place in order to support um, the property sector which is obviously super important for the economy um, last week, we had those announcements and commitment by uh, Beijing to uh, spend more money to, uh, you know, invigorate uh, the development uh, of housing uh, in uh, rural areas. Um, and at the same time now, we had those news overnight that the, uh, China is, is drafting a list of property firms uh, that should be eligible for funding. So if you remember, the, the government has said to the banks uh, and you got to lend money and you got to provide funding to developers, but now it's actually being more specific about who they should be lending the money to. Um, and, and the list is uh, at the moment around 50 property firms. And apparently there will be a little bit more funds, uh, rather property funds added to it or developers added to it. So it's providing a little bit of assurance uh, that, um, whilst the, property sector remains under pressure in terms of low volumes of sales and house price declines. The government is certainly paying attention and is trying to do something about it and providing more liquidity, more credit, um, and now being very clear about who 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 they want to save, if you like, or too too big to fall, if you like. Um, so so that's certainly encouraging the market. And and one of the things when you think about currencies, for instance, is that I know it's been reflecting this positivity for quite some time. Uh, it's been rising for, I think it's now into the fourth week uh, and trading well above 130 now, 131 actually. 
So again, all this combination is, is positivity being reflected in some commodity prices. And, and now, now the currency is starting to move against the backdrop where the dollar is also, you know, a week across the board, if you like. But um, it's certainly good news for the CNY and CNH. And, and yet that is, is yet another supporting factor for the Aussie dollar to climb higher. Yeah, absolutely. Great. And New Zealand trade figures this morning. Uh, exports have been falling really since May, actually. So could this be the time that it starts to stop falling? Uh, yeah, I think that our colleagues in New Zealand are talking about a slowdown of the pace of decline rather than completely stop falling. Uh, but certainly moving in the right direction. If you remember, one of the big issues for New Zealand is that trade deficit. Um, so hopefully we'll see a bit of a reduction in the size of that deficit as well. And Michelle Bullock, I did mention her. Here she is. She's on a panel yep. at uh, the ASIC uh, annual forum. Uh, it's a Q&A session. Jim Chalmers is giving a 20-minute welcoming address as well. Uh, but the Bullock bit is a panel called The State of the Economy. That's uh, 10 to 11 Melbourne time, which is where it is. So will she spe- spill the beans on uh, when to expect rate cuts next year? Or will she give it, you know, she obviously won't uh, do it explicitly, but will she give hints, do you think? Um, I'm, I'm not sure she will. Well, if they're going to cut yeah. it all, of um, course. <laughs> and then, uh, if anything, hopefully she'll still talk about the idea of rate hikes exactly. rather than cuts. Yeah. Um you know, the economy is still, uh, or rather, we still have elevated levels of inflation. If anything, the takeaway from me from, you know, the, the messaging and, and the, the RBA minute, uh, meeting in November is that, you know, we were told that there's zero tolerance or low tolerance to high levels of inflation. You lift the forecast for inflation for next year and uh, whilst hiking also leave a very soft uh, tightening bias, which it's confusing if you're concerned around inflation being elevated and you're telling us you expect it to be higher than what it was previously expected. So um, hopefully she provides a little bit more color in that respect. But, um, I don't think today's the day, maybe tomorrow when she has a much sort of more uh, important speech to give, it will give us a bit more color. But there are Q&A, there's, there's a Q&A session today. Um, so maybe somebody can ask him ask a, a punchy question. She's on a panel of four or five people, aren't there? So there's the Productivity Commission, the head of ASIC, and a few other people as well. So uh, the RBA minutes shortly after that, I mean, we just had the statement of monetary policy. And so as Ken was saying yesterday, probably not much new news to be expected from the minutes. No, we, we know that the debate was between hiking and and, and not hiking. Uh, we, we obviously, we know that they hiked. And uh, and then as the SMP mm. gave us quite a bit of colour in terms of the new thinking uh, around you know, inflation remaining elevated next year, um, but then heading back below that that three percent by the end of twenty twenty five. So um, we don't expect to 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 get much new from from the minutes at all. No. Right, and we'll probably get some colour from Andrew Bailey. He's testifying in front of the UK Parliament today. Um, the uh, the Chancellor there gives his autumn statement on on Wednesday, which is sort of like a mini budget where it's rumoured he's going to introduce some ca- tax cuts, but he's not really quite sure which tax to cut. Uh, it won't be significant. But Andrew Bailey, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what he's got to say. Yes, certainly. Whether he sounds a little bit more bullish, if you like, on, on this decline in inflation that looks to be taking place uh, and, and whether then, you know, he gives any hints then maybe you know uh the the bank of england has started even thinking about rate cuts next year so so that would be interesting in in that respect because certainly the currency has shown a, a bit of sensitivity around there well i can guarantee one of the questions you'll get asked is uh, if they cut tax will that see inflation come back again uh guaranteed yeah, question right. uh canadian cpi the headline rate was 3.8 percent it's expected to fall mind you you know 475 basis points to get there it's got to fall you know it's got to work at some point hasn't it 
It is. There, there are some generous base effects helping the headline to three from 3.8 to 3.1. But really, it's all about that core reading that is still showing a little bit of stickiness and being very slow to decline. So it's expected to decline around one-tenth uh, to 3.6. Um, but certainly the direction of travel will be encouraging. Um, we've seen the Canadian economy showing a little bit of weakness, uh, but um, it hasn't quite been reflected in, in on the inflation side. So uh, a decline there will be a welcome news for, for the Bank of Canada. Yeah, okay. Uh, and uh, in the US, existing home sales, we know why they're sluggish because no one wants to take out a new mortgage. Actually, speaking of housing, uh, the CoreLogic reckon last weekend in Australia saw the lowest clearance rate in 32 weeks. Just 68 were sold through in the state capitals. But the reason for that was uh, because there were lots more auctions, just many of them just getting passed over. 68%, by the way, not 68. Uh, and early tomorrow morning, uh, 6 a.m. Uh, Australia time, Australian Eastern Daylight Time, uh, the FOMC minutes for the 1st of November meeting. Yep. And we will tell you all about that uh, tomorrow if there's anything to tell, which quite possibly there won't be. <laughs> yeah, quite possibly. We, I mean, the, the minutes always have something for, for everyone. Uh, but uh, what is important to know, of course, that after the the FOMC minutes, we had that uh, lower than expected CPI print, which has encouraged the market to believe that the Fed is certainly done and uh, that alongside this weakness in economic activity that is starting to show its, its, its face, is helping the idea that you know maybe the the Fed could be thinking about you know rate cuts in the first half of next year. Right. So we should read those minutes uh, in the understanding that almost straight away they were totally out of date. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> Correct. Bearing that in mind. Very good. All right. Good to talk, Rodrigo. We'll catch you again very soon. Thanks. Great. Cheers, Phil. Cheers. And there we are. Another one done. That's another morning call. Back tomorrow morning with those minutes hot in our hands. I'm Phil Dobby for NAB. I'll see you then. Thanks for listening.